Live from the Motor City, all the way to the Volunteer State, it's time for the Reckless Speculation Podcast, where we recklessly speculate the latest news in the world of sports, from college football to NASCAR. We've got you covered. And don't forget to stick around for the world-famous Bet Your Nuts, where we will give you your best bets to make the most money. Now sit back, grab your favorite drink of choice, and join Robbie Davis, Raj Mehta, Brandon Chain, and Tom Sloan. It's showtime! Good evening, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. My name is Tom. I'll be hosting the show tonight. This is the Reckless Speculation Podcast, and it is our college football kickoff. We're going to review last week's action and uh, preview the upcoming week, uh, some of the top matchups. Uh, we're going to also go over how good we did last week on our picks. Uh, side note, there was a little discrepancy last week unfortunately i wasn't able to join the show uh some information got crossed they did a show but we were unable to get it put out there for you but um we will go over the picks that we were going to make uh, for you guys uh so that should be fun and, and we're gonna do another round of the super bet your nuts so we've got uh five picks of the top matches that we're gonna give to you guys and hopefully uh you can win some money based on our picks. I don't know how successful that's going to be, but uh, we'll do the best we can. But as always, we want to thank our sponsors of Davis, Keller and Davis, which are a gracious team member here. Uh, Robbie Davis is a part of this law firm. If you need any law uh, advice, any uh, uh, presence there in the Chattanooga, Tennessee area, give these guys a call. They're the real deal. Uh, you won't uh, be mistaken for that. And also CNW Construction, uh, our other host, uh, Brandon Chain, is the owner and operator. And if you look at these fine examples that we have here of craftsmanship, uh, you name it, pergola, home building, outdoor patio, uh, you name it, these guys can do it. Check them out. Give them a call. Give them a follow on Facebook. Uh, and tonight, fellas, I don't know what you're drinking. But I know what I'm drinking. It's Jack Daniels. Single barrel select. That's right. Put it on ice. Drink it neat. I prefer it on ice because uh, I might be a bit of a lightweight. But uh, it is what it is. So we're going to get right into this thing. Going to bring on the fellas. The guy that normally would be the host. Uh, but uh, he wants to do a little talking today. Robbie Davis. What's up, buddy? Hey, man. Yeah, I've been in the car all day. I uh, need to talk to some people. So, yeah, thanks for hosting. And, yeah, I'll be the talking head tonight. Yeah, and you know what? That's that's all right with me because uh, you got a lot to talk about. Brandon Chain, what's up, bud? What's going on? What's going on? Um, interesting weekend of sports, that's for sure. Um, awesome action. Looking forward to talking about it. And, ladies and gentlemen, maybe, maybe the first or second time in Reckless Speculation new era history. That's right. Raj Mehta is on time. What's up, Mr. Mehta? Dude, why has anyone else ever hosted? Dude, you sound like just like 
my favorite guy in the world, which is a uh, strip club DJ. Oh, uh, <laughs> it's like just a straight up natural. Now coming to the stage, ladies and coming gentlemen. to the stage, Mercedes, <laughs> fellas, get your oh, dollars man. ready. <laughs> that, that's dude on his <laughs> I was looking don't for forget the stage. To, where he, where don't he, forget he, to tip your waitresses. <laughs> Maybe that's a, a new career move I have to look into. We'll work on the audition later. Yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> we should go well, okay. like see how some of the professionals do it just so we make sure we have the cadence. Yeah. Right. Man. Uh, it, research sure is definitely that. part of it. Yeah. yeah. It's, 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 sure part of any do. investigation is a site visit. You need to really figure out what <laughs> happened and what went down. It's been a while since uh, I've, I've, I've uh, frequented one of those uh, uh, gentlemen's clubs uh, around here. So Yeah, me too. Uh-huh. I, I don't believe that for a minute. <laughs> I haven't been since the pandemic. You know uh, what? I need to I need to I need to support the economy. Do we need I or think, single I single moms? That, that's gonna be my yeah. I, I need to go and see what it's like again. Psych I went through. during the pandemic and the girls wore two masks. Don't worry. Ah, yeah. The old, <laughs> the old double safety. Oh yes. All right, guys. Let's Cover get into two. this thing. Cover this two. <laughs> so the big game of the week last week was the showdown in Tuscaloosa between the Longhorns of Texas and the in Alabama. This actually turned out to be quite the blowout for Texas. Uh, I think we all were a bit shocked. I think only one of us picked Texas in this group. But um, you know, uh. Brandon, since you uh, obviously were the the one that got it right, I'll start with you. Are you were you were you a bit surprised how Texas seemed to really go in there and and kind of like push their own weight and they did not show any fear? Was was that a bit of a surprise for you? Not much of a surprise. I, so if you break down the game last year before Quinn Ewers went out, they were dominating Alabama and. I mean, they were throwing all over them. And this is with Bryce Young, you know, at, at the helm. Um, being at Alabama, yeah, I, I could see a little bit of surprise there with the home crowd and, um, you know, the preparation from last year's game film with Saban. But they just – they didn't have an answer. I mean, they couldn't stop them. Uh, I mean, Quinn Ewers just picked them apart. And then, you know, Bama's – Bama's guy, uh, what's his what's Milrow? Milrow, yeah, just you know, a couple interceptions. Um, not quite the hype that he got after the first game where they they were calling for Heisman. So, um, look who they were playing. You know, yeah, Alabama jumps all the way up to four, and you know, typical Alabama. So, no, I I wasn't surprised but i was a little bit um i guess happy <laughs> that, that, that it went the way yeah. i thought it was kind of gonna go <laughs> so. it's, it's always a good it's always a good day when alabama loses that's uh, it was alabamafans.com <laughs> well i i know milrow what really was shocking to me was the fact that how often he was running for his life. So he was mm -hmm. forced out of the pocket on a regular basis. And, and he's not, 
I don't think he's the type of quarterback that that really can can throw well on the run, and I think that's where a lot of his sure. mistakes came from. So, um, yeah, I mean that that's going to be an issue moving forward uh, for Alabama, the confidence at the quarterback position. Um, Raj, it, domination is is really the only word I can think of when it comes to how Texas played. Um, where does this program sit at the moment? Uh, seeing that Quinn Ewers definitely took this offseason, he lost about 20 pounds. He got rid of that ridiculous mullet, thankfully. Uh, and his his performance really showed. I, I do agree with what Brandon said about Ewers uh, last year. He was dominant until the injury. So the fact that he did play well wasn't that surprising. But where, where does Texas sit now uh, amongst some of the big boys in the top 25? As a USC guy, I picked Bama because I just thought Texas would sark it up. I call it sark it up. They manage, you, you know, a lack of discipline, bad turnovers, uh, over ambitious play calling. Um, it's interesting in the preseason Big 12, there were zero Texas defensive linemen. The only person in the front seven was linebacker Jalen Ford. And I was shocked, like you said, at how much the Texas front controlled that game on both sides of the ball, but especially on defense. And I know Bama's young, but Alabama averaged 3.1 yards per carry. When is the last time Bama averaged 3.1 yards per carry? I mean, that's running back university. Mm -hmm. Um, Like you said with yours, you know, I agree he dominated. He did well last year, but to me, he seemed like he went from a kid to a man. And in the offseason, and that also involves playing smarter. And he just was much smarter in the pocket. He threw the ball away. He wasn't trying to be that guy. Um, You know, the other thing I took away was, um, well, two more things quickly. One, Bama's loss before this game was to whom? Robbie? Are the home loss? Uh, No, overall loss. Wasn't Tennessee their last loss? Yeah. Um, yes. In, in that game, they had 17 penalties for 130 yards. In this game, mm. 10 penalties for 90 yards at home, which is basically like 17 for 130. So the discipline was a huge issue. And finally, the Texas receivers and their tight end, Jatavion Sanders, was just a man amongst boys. 6'4", you know, 250 like an aggressive Kyle Pitts. Like he was running like a freaking slim wide receiver on the outside uh, and then running people over. So with him and Worthy and uh, Adonai Mitchell, you know, they they had over 200 yards plus together. And um, I was just overall, you know, the, the Texas talent was too good for Sark to Sark it up. Yeah, take that back. Tennessee beat Alabama before LSU beat Alabama. So the last loss. Oh, that's right. LSU. LSU oh, that's right. Alabama. Yeah, that's right. You are right. Well, yep. I'm sure they had a ton of penalties in that game, and I'll yeah. look it up. <laughs> Robbie, I'll ask you the same question. Um, what does this say about Alabama? Is, well, you, are we going to see more losses? Well, uh, you down, know, down the road for them. You know, like the people that I like. There's, there's Alabama fans, and there's Alabama crazies. Um, the Alabama fans that I know, like the smart educated fans, 
they said nine and three is a possibility this year. And I think that is realistic. You know, sitting here before the season, I mean, I looked at this game thinking, all right, this is a new Alabama team, young quarter quarterback, not proven. This is a game they could lose. But when we were picking games, it's like I just couldn't pick them to to lose, much less not cover. The last home games Alabama has lost has been 2019 against the Joe Burrow LSU. And before that, I think 20 at home, 2014 to AM with Johnny Manziel. That's, That's insane to like those are the two games you've lost at home in a decade. And so as much as I was thinking tech, like it's one of those you have to see it happen to actually believe it. Um, I will say this. Where does this put Alabama? It puts me going down to Tuscaloosa um, <laughs> the third weekend in October for that game is where it puts Ooh. them. Um, you know, their schedule's not all that hard, but, I mean, look, Ole Miss looks pretty good. Um, so you're saying we got a chance. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Let's go through their schedule and look. and see, Like, let's call out who we think. Yeah. I, mean, um, I only see one other potential loss on here, personally. So – I mean, if they have zero discipline, nine for 92 in the loss, a one-point loss against LSU, by the way. Um, you, you know, Tennessee can beat them. Ole Miss can beat them. You know, this, that Manziel team was not that good. Yeah. That went this, into, you know, this, this, beat this stretch, Ole Miss, at Mississippi State, at A&M, Arkansas, Tennessee, LSU, that's six hard games. I think they drop at least one of those, maybe two of those. The at games are easy. The home games are the ones you got to look at. LSU, Tennessee, and Ole Miss. We're going to find out a little bit about Ole Miss, you know, this weekend. So that could mm-hmm. be a tough. But then you look at uh, the 21st of October against Tennessee, and then the very next week against LSU. Yeah, and then that that, that could... could be make or break for Alabama as far as the season's concerned. But I mean... both at home, and last year those were both on the road. And they lost both games by a combined four yeah. points. Right, right. So, so Brandon, do you see, do you see Texas uh, continue to elevate their progression forward after this big win? I I do, man. I mean, looking at their schedule, it's not very difficult from here on out, in my opinion. I mean, they've got, you know, Baylor's kind of wishy washy right now. Bad, um, dude. Bad. I, I think it's it's at Baylor, but I still think that's a W. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they got two at, ranked teams on the schedule. They got Oklahoma. That's it. Uh, you know that that's week six. Texas Tech, yeah. Texas I mean, Tech. Oklahoma's probably. I mean, and TCU is garbage too. So yeah. I mean, TCU and Oklahoma, I could see the only two potential trip ups here. The rest of them, they're favored in every game. Oh, no question yeah. about it. I, I was talking to Tom before the show. I was like, they could very well go 12-0. Yeah. Looking at yeah. their schedule, uh, the way they played Saturday, there's no reason mm-hmm. why they shouldn't yeah. go 12-0. Um, well, yeah. And and with a divisionless conference, even if yeah. they lose one, they can no. beat that team again in the mm-hmm. championship that's, game. That's not till next year, though. 
the no, no, the Big Twelve no, is already. There's no divisions this year. Yeah, there's no divisions. In yeah, the Big Twelve. Oh, in the Big Twelve. I got you. I got you. Yeah, 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 for sure. So, so I think Texas is looking pretty good for a playoff. Texas spot. is sitting really, really nice right now. Yeah, they're um they Huge set themselves up Bama. really good. Yeah. Um, if they were like at BYU or one of those weird games, I would be like, ah, they'll sark it up. But this trend, year, yeah. dude. Their schedule looks cake. The schedule uh, is, is cake. Don't, Their toughest games are at home. Don't overlook that at Iowa State, though, at oh, the man. end. Yeah. But even though they didn't play great this weekend, out, it's still no. Ames is still a tough place to play. I think Kansas will be tough. They got OU the week after, even though that's at home. I mean, who gets up to play Kansas? But with Jalen Daniels, um, we'll look past them. Dude, that's a, that's a team that could move the football. So we'll move on to the uh, the next hype game, we'll say. This game actually got higher ratings than Texas-Alabama. The fighting prime, prime, prime of Colorado, the Buffaloes, at home against Nebraska. Um, this game started out pretty, pretty tough. I mean, I think uh, Nebraska, their defense showed up in that first half. Four and straight punts. And then... Yeah, you, you really wondered if maybe week one was somewhat of a, a mirage or a fluke with Colorado, but man, that second half came and they took over. Shador Sanders got kind of comfortable. He got into a rhythm and uh, you know, they, they end up winning 36, 14, I believe it was. And, and, and the crazy aspect of this game was Vegas only had them a two and a half, point uh, favorite here that was the easiest uh, and, of the weekend and yeah, that's, the, that's the one we all got right yeah. rumor has it vegas lost upwards of a hundred million dollars uh, in bets on that game alone so um robbie i'll start with you is this hype train for real 72 new uh players for colorado this year uh, coming obviously coming from uh, Jackson State last year, uh, and and they've been as advertised. Is this for real? Um, the hype train is for real. That's for sure. This team is hyped up. Um, look, they played two teams that I don't think are very good, um, and they've won both. So, look, they're going to probably roll Colorado State this weekend. Um, I think they go up to Autzen Stadium and lose and then fall back to earth a little bit. And then USC you know, the week after. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, they lose two in a row, I think. And then, but the, look, there's a reason why this team was picked to win three games. Look, there's new talent in Vegas, probably doesn't have them as good as they or as bad as they thought they were going to be. But, um, the schedule's about to get a lot harder, a lot of lot more travel, and um, yeah, I mean, I, I think it, you know, I probably, I think you're probably looking at a eight and four team, something like that, which is a great turnaround. So, yeah. is, they went three the, games last year. Yeah, is the job Dion is doing? Is it going to be a really good job? Yes, it is. Um, and the hype train is for real, but I think it comes back to earth here. Before, I think they are three and two after five games. Yeah, they'll they should handle Colorado State. Then the the big one is in uh, next week at Oregon. Um, 
So they've 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 got themselves into the and, top. And, and game day, if if Colorado and I don't know who else is playing that week, but there's a likelihood game day will be there and it will be. It be. They already be, announced right. it. I think. Are they, are they going? They announced there? Colorado, Colorado State. I thought they did. I I heard that game day was there this week. Oh, Why so they, they may not do two Colorado games in a row then. Why wouldn't they, though? I mean, Big, yeah. Big Noon was is there. Is at CU? Because they used to play this game at uh, no. Denver. It's in yeah. Boulder. It's in Boulder. Oh, okay. It's 10 o'clock kick, which, well, Eastern time kick. Um, so, That's obviously, I mentioned, I mentioned the ratings being, you know, bigger than even the biggest game of the weekend. Uh, Raj... What does that do for recruiting? Obviously, Big Noon was there and the intro when they brought Dion out. I mean, those are things I think all four of us have never seen in the world of college football. Just the the, the mass hysteria that happened during that pregame show. What does that do for a lot of these high school kids that are watching this that are, might be on the fence about going to play with Dion Sanders? I mean, especially transfers, dude. Like, Dion's got cred that no other coach has in America, if not the history of America, as the best at his position ever. Not only that, let's straight up call it, dude. It's, it's a gangster position. Like, if you are a shutdown corner and the best ever and everything he did and high-stepping, I mean, Dion is mm-hmm. a guy that has unlimited respect from everyone, especially right. kids. And, you know, the day after it comes out on Instagram with him and his kid, like, rolling hard, bumping. Dion knows exactly what he's doing. He's always been able to market himself. Mm-hmm. He's always been, like, dude, even the too legit to quit. With, I know I'm dating myself hardcore MC right there. hammer, baby. All Dion, dude. Um, yeah, I mean, I was the shocked. The Dirty Birds. Ratings. Um, they started out slow, but as Robbie knows, CU is a town that, there's something to do for kids every freaking day of the week, all year at 365. They had the biggest crowd, 53,000 plus they've had in 15 years. Um, so I'm sure that kids were like a little bit, you, you know, pumped, uh, overly excited to start that game. But ticket yeah. prices for that were. Yeah. A lot, lot of Nebraska fans were there too. Oh, they, mm-hmm. they travel hard. And, you know, yeah. this was a game that was played every year the day after Thanksgiving. Yeah. And, um, you know, it, it was back in the day, and I'm going to date myself here again with, you know, Sala Nesse and uh, Rest in Peace and Michael Westbrook, as you know, Tom, about the catch uh, in that game, and which was insane. Yeah, uh, the Hail Mary for you kids, uh, Colorado at Michigan, which was just amazing. But this was a, a national champion in the early 90s, and, you, you know, they, they, they uh, Russian Rashan Salam from San Diego, who won the Heisman, 94. Yeah. Um, you know, it's there and it's just, it got tapped and it got tapped in the coolest way ever with Dion. Now, my question is going to be, you know, Florida state, I, I think he's going there eventually. I don't think Dion's going to the NFL. No, I don't think he has that same kind of allure that, um, I think he will end up at Florida state at some point. This I, year I don't think his message is, is as clear in the pro no. game. I don't think the pros will take him to the level yeah. of some of these college kids. I think he's more of like, you know, a buddy than, than a coach. And, you know, Norvell is going to lose Jordan Travis and verse and a bunch of dudes after this year. I think next year they're going to be average to below and the year after Dion's there. I agree. 
I, I definitely yeah. agree with that. It's a good, good prediction. Well, well, it, well it's almost uh, not to cut you off, Brent. It's, it's almost it's almost like a Georgia with Mark Rick and Kirby Smart situation. Like Mark Rick's winning you ten games a year, but you got this stud coach that it's his alma mater. You gotta fire even if if Norvell's even you know he's a ten win coach a year. You make that change and you jump, you know, you get the rocket ship going. Rob, look at Michigan. I mean, Kirby Smart and Deion Sanders are very different. And I don't even know if Deion's a great coach per se, but uh, he knows exactly what he's doing when it comes to roster development. The point point is, you're sitting there with a gold mine that's going to, that will come if you ask. Oh, sure. I'm not talking about them as, as players, I'm talking about. What what you can do to ignite your program? It's sitting there. Well, I think that program's already on fire. Yeah, I mean, well, you look at the transfer portal. Yeah, seventy two new players. I mean, I mean, the first know, thing he did was they, they got USF's two best players, uh, and they went off. Weaver had ten for one seventy, and Jimmy Horn Jr. the other receiver. They're both from South Florida. They're speedsters. Uh, a lot of undersized guys, just like a uh, freshman Dylan Edwards, who's five nine. Uh, you know, a little like, but he he gets like the best players, and dudes are they come together. Um, you know, they are just ridiculously fast on the outside and skill. Uh, but you know, like I said to you guys, USC in one year, Lincoln Riley did all that he could. But you can't change the trenches and the depth in one year. And I no. I believe Colorado's going to face that reality shortly sure so robbie or uh, brandon um you know we talked about it a second ago what 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 the prognosis as the season goes what is your viewpoint where do you think uh their ceiling is and and maybe a chance to get top 15 uh when the season's all said and done yeah so i think their ceiling Probably ten and two, but I think reality, like Robbie said, I would have to agree, could be more eight and four, nine and three, somewhere in that range. The conference um, is finally good. That's yeah. Like- <laughs> yeah, the conference is good. Um, you know, if they get through this, I mean, obviously, I think they'll win this week. But if they get through Oregon and USC. Even like even one loss there, I think I think they're pulling out really well. Um, at UCLA, at Wazoo, at Utah to end the year. Yikes. Yeah, it, it, it's a little tough. Utah, I think, is another trip up game. That's why I'm I'm kind of calling nine and three here. I think Utah, USC, and Oregon they they can probably lose those three games. And like 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 Raj said, this is probably the best Pac-12. Unfortunately, it's the last year of the Pac-12. This hey. is probably the best uh, oh, on paper okay. right now in, in so many bad. years. Yeah, so, and then they're going to so dissipate. <laughs> yeah, I'll go their own direction. That's, it's that's, unfortunate, but this will be. They have, they have six of the 12 are ranked right now. No, eight. Eight of the 12. Oh, I was looking at the schedule. Who else? Who eight of the 12. It's a higher percentage than anyone else in the country, obviously. It's crazy. Washington State and UCLA are now ranked. Yep. Oregon, Oregon State, USC, Washington. Um, Washington, and I'm Washington State. Yeah, Washington I believe State. I, yeah, I, I thought I read eight, but whatever it is, 
more than two is really good for us. So uh, <laughs> yes. pretty stoked on that. And still nobody will watch because the Pac-12 network is um, not chill. anywhere to be found, which is which is absurd. But this will be really good, uh, we'll say, experience, kind of a gauntlet schedule for Colorado, definitely moving into the mm-hmm. Big 12 next year. So I think a lot of the guys that are going to you know follow into next season, they're going to be battle-tested. And with just, just the whole hype of, of Colorado, I think – uh, the the portal's going to be buzzing again for them, and he's definitely going to be top ten in recruiting. So uh, they good should own the Big Twelve next year without yeah, Texas and Oklahoma. Yeah, there's some good things ahead for Colorado. So um, we're going to move along to um, kind of a new little segment that we're going to do moving forward here in our football uh, preview shows. Thumbs up, thumbs down. We'll just kind of go around real quick. Um, are you buying and selling on um, these teams, Robbie? You're you're since you're in the upper right hand quarter. I'll start with you. Alabama, are we going thumbs up or thumbs down? I am going. Is this relative to Alabama? Yeah, ju- ju- yeah, just based on Alabama standards, I'm Anders. going thumbs down. Yeah, yeah. I think I think there's still nine, three, ten, two, but down, thumbs down. Okay, Brandon, thumbs down. They've got quarterback issues, just like I, my team does. So I, I know that all too well. Yeah, Raj, um, what are you thinking here? Yeah, dude. I mean, I think I, I read a stat that they've been in the top ten for like just an obscene number of years, <laughs> but like since two thousand eight or something. So compared to their standard, which is unprecedented, you, I mean, absolutely thumbs down. And I agree. I think I think the quarterback situation is really, really a problem. And um, surprisingly enough, they're just not deep as we're normally used to seeing Alabama teams. Uh, I do think uh, Saban is, is a hell of a coach, and and can he turn it around? Yeah, but after what I saw last week, I'm I'm going thumbs down for sure on that one. Um, and, and the team they played, Raj, Texas, thumbs up, thumbs down. Oh, God. Way up, dude. They had multiple dudes make plays. The next man up, you know, the, the freshman, um, C.J. Baxter, who looks – he's going to be the next great, the next Bijan, uh, if you will. Uh, you know, he started the game, but Jonathan Brooks was the guy that really went off, like 14 for 57, which against Alabama is outstanding, over four yards per carry. Um, that was one thing I saw that I had not seen from Texas in a long time was other guys making plays. Um, and then, again, the front seven was just outstanding. They 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 played up to how they look, which they haven't done in years. Brandon, thumbs up, thumbs down. Thumbs way up. Like I said, we just ran through the schedule earlier. Um, I, I think they could very easily come out 12 and out right now uh, and, and get that playoff spot, so – Big thumbs up. That was a huge win against Bama at at Bama. Robbie, your thumbs up too. Thumbs up for me. I think, honestly, absent Texas losing to the same team twice, um, they've got the best. They've got their flag planted to the best win of the season. If Alabama stays decent, that win on the road at Tuscaloosa. Absent losing the same team twice, I think they're in the playoff. 
stays decent though. That's the thing. Yeah, Alabama, now if Alabama loses at home to Tennessee, LSU. So you know, that's what yeah. I'm saying. What if they lose one more game? Is that still well? You, yeah, that that well, win isn't as Alabama still ranked ahead of Tennessee, just like they were last year. If we beat them, like the, the well, media just has this thing for them. That's the thing. There's this is all like Associated Press and coaches poll BS. There's no real rankings right now. This is somewhat yeah. of a uh, you know philosophical fugazi fugazi yes. <laughs> doesn't exist <laughs> you aren't seeing what you're seeing <laughs> tom what do you think i, I think it's thumbs up and in in like like robbie or a brandon said it, it their schedule is very favorable um you know they're they're tough games that they have uh is at home oklahoma and i again we've talked about this before i'm not sold on brett vegetables at oklahoma um, I think uh, him and um, Dabo are like, uh, uh, oh man, I, I had a punchline. I forgot. Like uh, peanut butter and jelly. Peas and I was carrots. Thinking, I was thinking, and, carrots. and carrots. I was thinking of Forrest Gump <laughs> and it just went way over my head. But um, I think they rely on each other. And I don't think it's any secret why, why since they've departed, their programs have kind of eh. But um, if I can say one quick thing about Alabama. And I'm gonna I'm gonna eat a little lion's cornbread here. How bad do they miss Brian Branch in that secondary? They were getting torched over the top, uh, where you didn't rough, see that dude. you didn't see that uh, much other than the Tennessee game oh, last dude. year, where where Brian Branch was there to either enforce his will or just make unbelievable plays. So um, Malachi Moore was getting abused, and he's you know a first round pick. They were just. Abuse. You're absolutely yeah. right. Yeah. So uh-huh. it was, it was okay. interesting. Be back there. Um, next to a, a team where I, if I had to speculate, uh, name of the show here, ladies and gentlemen, uh, a team that I think will probably be looking for a new coach. Oh yeah, I am going to speculate by, by season's end, or if not before, uh, Texas A&M. Um, I'll start. Thumbs down. I, I mean. You could slam your thumb down so hard, you're just going to break it. What happened against this team that we'll talk about here uh, in the in a minute? Um, wow, they looked bad. Thumbs down for me, uh, Raj. Texas A&M, uh, Jimbo Fisher. I mean, is the writing on the wall? Thumbs up or thumbs down? I can't believe he still has a job, man. I mean, you can't have arguably what people call the greatest recruiting class in the history of college football. Um, which is ridiculous and, and just be as trash as they were, you know, they lost what, 21 recruits in the past year, three, five stars and 18, four stars plus other guys as well. Um, they haven't had a quarterback in forever. Wegman is just trash and I'm 47 years old. So me calling a 20 year old trash is, is not, a, not a strong move. <laughs> so I don't mean it like that, but um, you know, they've had no one that, you know, puts any kind of fear in you when it comes to playmaking, aside from a chain last year. But, I mean, there's no balance. The defense has been soft. Uh, it, 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 it's coaching. Nobody's getting better in that program, nope. and that's coaching. Yep. Brandon? Definitely thumbs down. This is – I agree 100%, Raj. It, it's a coaching issue. Um, Jimbo is is out of here. 
at least by the end of the season. Uh, this is not going to be pretty for them this year. I, I didn't have a whole lot of hype on this Miami team. Uh, and maybe maybe they surprised me a little bit as well. But, again, I, I think, you know, overall, Texas A&M should have won that game just with the talent. But, man, um, we'll talk about that in a second. But, yeah, thumbs down on A&M. Robbie. Um, yeah, so, I mean, reckless speculation time. So, the only question for me is – do the A&M boosters just write the check or do they take time to investigate and try to get some way to get him fired for calls? Like that's, yeah, that's the only, that's the only debate right now. Is that, a, is that a little bit of foreshadowing? Uh, I mean, that is a little yeah. bit of foreshadowing. Uh, <laughs> Stay tuned. Pull around with Jimbo, dude. Like, yeah. Uh, it's going to be a tough sell. Uh, uh, Hopefully he's got burner phones right now. Yeah. Uh, that would take yeah, a lot I mean, of that, that's only, uh, Hey, Trino right. and Mel are one thing but jimbo i don't know how you can sell that one dude that's, uh, that's, a, that's a tough yeah. scapegoat it, yeah it's it's just gonna be rock the check and just just uh you know and we'll talk about it. uh michigan state has some money nothing like a&m money um but no. it, 100 mil 100 mil is 100 mil and that's a tough pill to swallow plus you have to pay another 100 mil for the next guy uh hey could be Dion, um, but mm. yeah, no. Uh, someone is or, uh, uh, Fisher is not, not long for uh, Aggieland, so I'm I'm a thumbs down. Also, you I don't know, know if I can see pay, Dion in Texas agriculture and military. You don't pay a hundred million dollars to lose to Miami. You just mm-hmm. like in the way Miami, they did. Yeah, Miami was a once proud program, but not now. We don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Miami well, was on the radar. No, at all this year. Yeah. They won't be. They won't be in like a few no, weeks. I, no, like, I know. That's what I'm know saying. What you like, yeah. Well, I, Robbie I mean, also even ranked. They they entered the season ranked, which they were the epitome of the joke that is the preseason rankings. It, it, oh, there's so many. That's why it's such BS. Like, I get you got to have a baseline, but it like like I said, it's just completely made up, arbitrary astronomical whatever you want to call it <laughs> just random i'm gonna put this sec team here i, I think well, robbie I think, miami oh. uh, was this an anomaly or uh are they gonna go back to the you know the 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 predictability that they have been before this game you know i think for miami's program this is a thumbs up this is a on paper big win for people that don't necessarily watch A&M a lot, because you, you beat a ranked SEC team, you know, a lot of, lot, like Raj said, most talented recruiting class ever. Somehow you squander that, but on paper, so I mean, it's not a bad win. Um, so I do think Crystal Ball's got them going in the right direction. So between if I have to pick thumbs up, thumbs down, I'll go thumbs up. Brandon. I'm gonna go thumbs down. This is this is a false um, pretense here. I believe you look at October. This is when they're gonna start really getting into football. Um, they got North Carolina, uh, Drake May. He's gonna light them up. They're they're done. They barely um, got past App State. Wait, this man. is your favorite coach, Brandon. You you you've loved this coach for years. 
Uh, Cristobal? <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, you, and, you then, and then they, they played Clemson, Clemson right? Back to back. North Carolina and Clemson. I think they lose those two. Uh, at NC State, potential loss there. Florida State is a definite loss. Um, so, I mean, they're, they're going to downward spiral here October, November. On the flip so, side, though, Brandon, don't you think – they have potential to come from unranked into a playoff discussion with that schedule. If they make nah. it through that. Nah, dude, it's going to be Florida State, Clemson, and the ACC. That's the You're only kidding me, teams. though. I, I mean, yeah, hypothetically, the schedule is tough, so if they win every game, they'll be in the discussion. But the same that's the same with Navy. <laughs> no, it's right. not the same with Navy. <laughs> hey, There's no, they win every game, happening. they'll be in the discussion. No, I mean, I, I, I think y'all are y'all are underselling Miami. Look, Clemson's so you not got their good. limelight this week. Look, they beat a top twenty-five team. Congratulations, Clemson's uh, yeah. not very good. You you made your highlight this year. Uh, maybe you can get a couple extra recruits from it, but right, you're, we'll you're revisit this well. topic. I can't they wait. We will. So, Raj, what what uh, what do you suggest here with Miami? Yes. Well, um, not you know, Cristobal is a joke. He's he's Mel Tucker esque in that he had not as bad. Mel Tucker had one five and seven season at Colorado, and then got a job at Michigan State. We're going to talk about that soon. Cristobal underachieved with a super talented Oregon team, and then gets a job at Miami because he's from there. Um, Twenty three kids transferred out. Nine players transferred in. Tyler Van Dyke looked pretty good. Uh, much better, more or less like his freshman year. But, you know, AM 25 to 16 first downs. They held the ball much longer, 32 to 20. It, the difference was three turnovers to one turnover. Um, one team was not marketably better than the other. It's just one team sucked more than the other. Fucked up more than the other. Um, these teams are oddly similar to me, and I expect nothing out of either of them. Yeah, I mean, for me, I think it's it's more like middle because I think the ACC is garbage in general outside of Florida State. So um, North Carolina barely squeaked past App State. Georgia Tech's Georgia Tech. Um App State's had some upsets yeah. in the, their yeah, past they, history, though. Yeah, yeah well, we don't these. need any reminders. We don't <laughs> need any reminders. <laughs> they covered. But, um, right. Who'd so they I, beat? What was that big win they had again? Yeah, <laughs> moving on. I, you know, I can mute you, buddy. Hey, they beat A&M <laughs> and Michigan. They have, yeah. But that Michigan right. team ended up being pretty crappy, right? Oh, God, yeah. 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 They've, they've yeah, been pretty crappy good, until yeah. the last few years. But um, so uh, – Raj, I'll go start with you. Since we came back around here, we'll, we'll flip it the other way. Notre Dame, Sam Hartman, he's kind of transformed that pro, uh, program with his, um, you know, his his play calling uh, skills there. Um, and God knows we've heard enough about his removed rib that they've turned into a necklace. Thumbs up or thumbs down on that program? <laughs> a necklace. Oh, massive thumbs up. You, you know, uh, I obviously watch a lot of Notre Dame. Tom, I bought two this week. Um, 
just because I know that the tickets are going to be crazy. Oh, I told you guys that Notre Dame's schedule is insane, and they play Ohio State at home just before SC. So the tickets mm-hmm. for that game were like 900 bucks. So I saw two in a decent section that's not the Notre Dame student section for 300. And I was like, I'm jumping on it. Three, yep. you know, um, but another team that they're eerily reminiscent of Texas, their front seven just has looked dominant. They have allowed 2.6 yards per carry against Navy 2.6 yards per carry against Tennessee state and 2.8 yards per carry against NC state. And there was a lot of rushing obviously by Navy and others. Um, you know, Audrick Estime is a guy from New York. He is 230, 235, 510. He's a bowling ball. Um, SC crushed him last year at home because they, they jumped out in front and because Tyler Buckner and others were back there. If anybody's seen Sam Hartman, he followed Chad Greer, the West Virginia quarterback, to eight-man football at a tiny school in North Carolina, or actually South Carolina. Um, but you knew right away at Wake he was the real deal, just a, a full-on natural and – I knew as soon as he went to Notre Dame that this is a game changer. And this is a team that has a legitimate shot at the playoff. God knows their schedule. Now they do get Ohio State at home, right? And Mm -hmm. they get USC at home. At home. Uh, Pitt at home. They go to Clemson and Stanford. That's all enough. And they're better than both of those teams because Clemson's got one thing that Will Shipley. And I, I just saw a front seven that was just abusing people. Um, you know, Marcus Freeman, their coach was a defensive coordinator and I was really impressed with just how dominant they have looked against, you know, a triple option team in Navy and NC state, which who lost their quarterback, but they're not a terrible team. You know, they, uh, you know, that's a team to watch out for big time, big time. Uh, Brandon, I know you're not a big fan, uh, obviously (laughs) playing your boys here in a couple of weeks. You know, what's your consensus, thumbs up or thumbs down with the uh, Fighting Irish? Uh, I'm going to have to go thumbs up right now. Uh, I think Freeman has done a great job. Uh, and what's he, it's his third year now. This is his second, second year. Second year. So, starting to turn around. Like, I thought NC State would give him a little bit more of a hiccup than, than what they did. Obviously, I picked NC State to cover. They did it was not. close in the first half, dude. It was it, yeah, it was close. They they kind of pulled away. So, you know, again, Ohio State nor uh, Notre Dame has really played anyone yet, in my opinion. Uh, NC State was their strongest test. This game scares me when, when we're going into Notre Dame. Um, we've got quarterback issues. We've got offensive line issues. Frightened. I, I'm scared to death uh, of this game. But at, as of Notre Dame and what they're doing as a whole right now, I mean, they look good. Um, they they face a little adversity and they come back and they you know make adjustments, in game adjustments. Again, credit to Marcus Freeman uh, on that. So uh, I'm I'm giving them a thumbs up uh, right now. Robbie. I am a thumbs down. Um, I think they are out-talented. Out-talented by Ohio State, USC. And they lose both those games. And I think they drop one. uh, They have six games in a row. 
Ohio State, Duke at Duke at Louisville, USC versus USC versus Pitt at Clemson. I think they drop. I think they lose to the to two teams that are better than them: Ohio State and USC. I think they drop one of those other ones. I think they lose three guys. I think they're nine and three. Ooh, wow, that's uh, I, I don't love that. That's a that's a bold statement, Robbie. We'll we'll have to re uh, rehash this uh, conversation. That's for sure. Um, for me, it's I think slow start last year with Freeman. I did a great job, kind of rallying the troops. Got them up to a respectable end of the season. And and really the one thing they were lacking was a quarterback. So Hartman coming in really legitimizes this team. Um, they've – all that's advertised as of such. Yes, they really haven't played anybody. The game that I'm really looking forward to seeing is September 30th against Duke, at Duke. We, uh, we've seen what Duke did to Clemson. Absolutely tattooed them, baby. yes. Yes, uh, Mr. Mr. Meta definitely picked that game. So that was uh, we're going to see th- – this is a two-fold kind of a game. We're going to see is if if Notre Dame comes off, say they beat Ohio State the week prior, uh, is there going to be a hangover? And number two, it, how legit is Duke? Uh, because if Notre Dame comes to their house and Duke takes care of them, we're talking about Duke and the uh, ACC here in the conversation. Mm-hmm. So this is a really big test that week between those two teams, hangover or legitimacy. That That's kind of uh, a, a, a huge storyline that we'll be talking about uh, in a couple of weeks moving into that game. But for now, I'll say thumbs up for Notre Dame because I really, I really like what they've done. Um, Brandon, no, uh, Marcus Freeman's. Marcus Nobody Freeman's an Ohio State grad, so, I mean, I know yeah. you're excited about that, and you know he's going to be fired up to, to play his alma mater. What was oh, that you were saying, sure. Raj? Nobody gets up to play Duke, let alone at Duke, right? Like, uh, that's a trap game. Yeah. I Every game so. at Duke when they're decent is a trap game. Yep, absolutely. Play that sucker at noon. Go ahead and – Hell yeah, dude. Count your chicken. Even under Cutcliffe, the, uh, the magician from – Tennessee and Old Miss and you Man, know, yeah. uh Pitt's no jokey. I'm telling no, you, nine and three. We'll see. And I think I we all know the answer to this one. We'll go around really quick so we can get into the Mel Tucker talk. Um Clemson, real quick, Robbie, up or down? Down. B. Raj. How was Klubnik the the state? player of the year and i mean that guy is trash dude like i i just dang it he's 19 apologies i just i don't see it at all seven tds five picks never ever moves the ball when it really matters uh down is what i should have said but okay (laughs) perfect (laughs) dju out for that guy dju is a little bit of another story but um all right moving Moving forward to uh, my neck of the woods, man, this story is just, it gets crazier by the day. Uh, I'm sure everyone is is familiar with uh, the Mel Tucker situation. Uh, allegations come out that he had an inappropriate sexual uh, relationship with, with a woman who, ironically enough, travels the country and, and visits college campuses uh, talking about um, rape victims and, and, you know, the, the do's and the don'ts will say, um, 
so basically the long and the short of it, uh, there was a, a somewhat of a consensual relationship that was established. Allegedly, there was some actions that took place while on a phone call, uh, some inappropriate actions uh, that have been uh, allegations made by by the woman. Uh, my my issue I have is with Michigan State University itself. Uh, let's face it. Everyone's familiar with the situation with Larry Nasser. Uh, that did not go well for the university. They took a lot of heat on that. Um, so you would think that they would be a little bit more conscious, a little bit more uh, self-aware of a situation that could possibly bring some negative press to the university. But they did not. They were made aware of the situation in January. They then. Uh, got a group together, an investigative group together uh, in the summer. Uh, and then toward the end of the summer, they decided that there needed to be a hearing. Here's where I have a problem. The school knew in January. The investigators knew in June, July that there needed to be a hearing. They let Mel Tucker take the field in week one and two to coach the program. And after a huge win, let's face it, it was Richmond. But after a big win at home, they score 45 points. The allegation comes out public. I think this is another black mark on Michigan State University. The fact that they allowed him to coach, whether he's guilty or innocent. Obviously, he's he's innocent until proven guilty. There's a lot of allegations back and forth. So we really don't know the true scope of the story. But nonetheless... They should not have let him take the field to start this season. I think that's a, a, a really bad mark on them. Robbie, um, I'll, I'll go to you because you're our, um, our law expert of the group here um, outside of Raj. Um, what do you think the situation is going on right now between the school and between the coach? Obviously, the news broke that he was fired and, and those leaks kind of were wrong. Now he's being suspended without pay. So I, I don't believe he'll ever coach at Michigan State ever again. So what do you think the situation is is going on right now in your estimation? Can you start with the facts? Because I'm unclear on the facts of the case. Of, not the case, of, of the matter. Robbie, do you know the facts or do you want me to? Uh, go ahead, Ego. You probably know. That I, I've seen you. You you're you're local, so you go ahead and tell. Jerked that. off on the phone call with her. Is it, that it? So there was. I didn't say it, but yes. So there was a situation where this woman came to speak to the team, and in the process, kind of developed a bit of a, a a relationship with Mel Tucker. They they exchanged phone calls. There's uh, allegedly there's 27 uh, different phone conversations, and in one of the conversations. She alleges that Mel Tucker pleasured himself on the phone uh, without her consent. Now, this is this is something I have never heard in my life, um, uh, unless legally. he uh, advertised what he was doing, or maybe it was a FaceTime situation. She said that he, he, she did not give consent. He is saying that she knew what was happening and she was all for it. Obviously, there's a lot of back and forth, um, but nonetheless... Uh, he's a married man. She's a married woman. Uh, there was some extramarital uh, uh, contact, we'll say, that that, that took place. Um, so uh, 
those are the basic facts that that have come out. Obviously, each side is kind of holding to their own. Um, she's been alleged to uh, have this type of behavior in the past, where she has uh, made some some claims that may or may not have been true. But um, there's also a lot of speculation around here in the media that um, the school is kind of using this in, in a manner to get out of that ridiculous contract that, that they signed with him uh, two seasons ago. So um, I think I mean. it's, it's a, yeah. it's a situation where Michigan state has an opportunity to get out of this uh, horrible deal. Uh, not really affected too much, but I, I think the scars are there. I think the damage is already done as far as Michigan state university's reputation. Now, mind you, mind you, who are they bringing in as a, kind of an assistant coach, Mark D'Antonio, who is another scumbag who is uh, uh, accused of lying, similar to what Jim Harbaugh did. Um, and he uh, abruptly up and retired uh, when a lot of uh, allegations were coming out his way. So also, he's going to be kind of taking over. To note, on those phone calls, the 27, they averaged over 30 minutes per phone call. Right. Like, who who talks to anyone for 30 minutes on a phone call? Without no, jerking no. off. And that, that particular <laughs> yeah, phone right. call that's in it's question a, was like 36 or like, 38. That's why I'm laughing. Sure, sure. No, it's, it's, uh, it's completely, like, back and forth. But I I agree with Tom's point of view on that as far as – um it's it's ridiculous that they knew about it and you know if there's smoke you know let's let's just set it aside until we figure out what's going on now i'm not saying that Mel tucker should never coach again obviously he's wrong he's put the team in a bad position but mm -hmm. um if he's completely innocent and it's a personal life situation has nothing to do with football okay I can see that if he did nothing wrong, but again, you, you can't just assume anything. You got to stop that as a program. In my opinion, Absolutely. is this public? If he's not the second highest paid coach in football, no, probably my opinion. But Rob legally, if you're not familiar with it, there are some very interesting legal aspects where your opinion, I hope you are familiar because I'm like dumbfounded by some of this. Yeah. Shit. So I'm going to try to walk. I'm going to try to, this is a extremely complex situation. I'm going to try to kind of make it not simple because you can't, but at least kind of divide it, right? So innocent until proven guilty is a courtroom standard, not a univer public university administration standard. So you are not innocent until proven guilty. You are... What are we doing for the best of the university? This said university is probably the one that should be on most high alert for this kind of things. They just paid out. I, I can't remember the hundreds of millions of dollars they paid out, but it was a lot. And so if you think there's anything there and you're this university, yep. you probably pull the guy off and say, hey, let's take a look at this till we're confident. The fact that they are having a hearing now, now it's some procedures that's in the the hand the employee handbook. Every because this is still a government 
uh, position. And so there's due process from government employees. And so they're going to have, it's not like, you know, and I don't know what the laws are in Michigan and Tennessee. We're a right to work state. But even if you work for the government, there's government procedures that, right. that uh, override state procedures. So you have that aspect of it. Um, there's a morality clause in the contract. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it, it, oh, it, sure. it, it, it is, it is it's as universal. ambiguous as whether or not jerking off on the phone constitutes. Well, well, it, well I'm, I, and that you, I don't ever, I don't, ever I don't since really, Larry Nassar, you know that there's they're, yeah. they're oh, yeah. supposed to I, have I more don't of a really focus. understand. There are side politics. How, if Nassar didn't happen, this is a different story as well. Well, Maybe I mean, no. I mean, to me, it's it's like I, I don't understand how you can consent or not consent to somebody allegedly jerking off another a phone call. Like, hey, like, well, uh, I think that's where where that's what I've been laughing only, at. Like, well, yeah, it's, it's, it's like, it's like hey, I don't, I don't want you, I don't want you peeing outside while I'm on the phone with you. Well, I'm okay. Well, that's up. where yeah, the, the information is is yeah, right. very the cloudy. If the thirty six minute phone call is true. Well, the, like, I mean, if, if why don't you hang up? Yeah, if someone's yelling at me on the phone, I don't consider them yelling right. at me. Then I'd get off the phone. Like, yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. it's not. Chris, like, and obviously, obviously, let's not sugarcoat it. You know, it, it it's a serious allegation. Yeah, it is. I, I think, I think, um, anytime you're you're talking about a, a conduct, uh, you know, unbeknownst, it, it it's a big issue. Raj, you're absolutely right. It's a little bit more triggered, we'll say, since the Larry Nassar issue. But also, Michigan State had the opportunity to kind of get ahead of this situation, and they just didn't. And so, Robbie, I think um, you and I were having a conversation the other day um, where we really felt they were at right now, and you made the comment that you believe the the university lawyers and Mel Tucker's lawyers are kind of maybe working out some sort of a, a buyout issue yeah. that that they both can be satisfied with. Um, the, what, yeah, yeah, this this, this doesn't, this doesn't all come out if the lawyers are letting this come out for each of them grabbing leverage. Mm-hmm. And so you, this this mm-hmm. is just a who's got more leverage to get more more right. either get more money or pay less. That's all this is right now. Yeah. Robbie, I have the clause in front of me quickly, and Section 3B says of Tucker's contract that if the coach, quote, engages in any contact which constitutes, quote, moral turpitude, by the way, which is as ambiguous as any phrase. It was a Canadian phrase initially, was used in U.S. immigration law in the 1800s, uh, has never been delineated. There was a case in 1947 that discussed it. It was about an escaped prisoner. So there is no standard for what constitutes, quote, moral turpitude or which in the university's reasonable judgment would tend to bring public disrespect, contempt or ridicule upon the university. He can be terminated. It's just like if if we. That's the get out of jail free card for well, Michigan well, State. Well, well, yes, if absolutely. I if I had to, absolutely. if I had to, ambiguity to like your yeah. If I had to bet a significant amount of money that made me uncomfortable, I don't know Michigan law. I don't know, but I guarantee if you run down to the bottom of that contract, East Lansing is a jurisdiction, and they both parties waive their right to a jury trial. 
And so one single judge of their choosing is going to make a decision what moral moral turpitude means. Under Who is a graduate of Michigan State. Big, and <laughs> and <laughs> a huge donor. Yeah, yeah. So, so right, it, right. I the, 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 the books are cooked. Yeah, and yeah. So no question. It is, it is so going You're exactly be. right, Robbie. It's, they're, they're working out how much uh, yeah. it's going to take for Mel Tucker just to go away. And it's, yeah. what, what do you have left after, what, what's he been there, two years now? Two years. Since that contract? So roughly yeah. so 90 got, dollars, I think. They have Roughly 10 private left. eyes on this dude at every second. She, I bet. Again, these are very serious allegations, and I don't mean to undermine or, or quote, speculate, especially when it comes to domestic violence in any way, shape, or form. But this reeks of hey. some sort of collusion, in my opinion. I hey, mean, hey. I didn't well, know it was over under. Different. Over under. Six lawyers from College Station on private planes up to East Lansing this week. Being like, how'd y'all do this? Uh, real quick, real quick, guys. I bet he gets. I bet he gets twenty mil and he's done. But real I mean, quick. he got contracts for like two hundred mil. Or well, well, I mean, I think Pruitt got. I think I wish Red Randall, if Randall, if you're listening, how much did Pruitt get? I think Pruitt got about eight to ten million, and they had him with McDonald's yeah. bags full of cash. They <laughs> yeah, had him yeah. red-handed. Well, that's okay. Like, this the is this doesn't the look. Stop. This stop. doesn't look as as negative. Like I mean, it's a bad situation for Mel Tucker in a personal situation yeah. with being married and all that stuff. But it, it doesn't look like the you know who knows on the consent side or whatever like. That's that's a little sketchy to me. So I, I could see, you know, twenty million or so, and like he's gone. I, I still get, don't they get, get out. I, was a I still don't get that. Yeah. I have to I have to ask for your consent when I'm doing on my side of the cell phone. Like what? Saying, that's why I think it was a it was a FaceTime. You can hang up. What are you watching on TV? Oh, I hate Seinfeld. You better not watch that while I'm talking to you. <laughs> I, I'm sure there was a face FaceTime episode, but you know, Brandon, yeah. you're right. Um, you have the ability to hit end on the phone call and, and, and allegedly she didn't, but um, I guess really quick, we'll, let, let's go around. And it, it, is this kind of doom and gloom for the university? Do you think they'll be able to lure, uh, you know, an upper echelon type of coach? Poor choice of words, Tom. Poor choice of words. <laughs> lure. Lure. Raj, what, what do you think there real quick? I mean, it can't get worse. Get a young up and comer, somebody from the note, another poor choice. Poor choice of words. Uh, hey, man. I mean, geez. If, if, they're if, never going to uh, attract. No, can't use that. It, it can't yes get or worse. no. Yes if or they no. This fool, then it's if great. You, if you handcuff somebody to, to the arena, then maybe. This is never ending. Brandon. Uh, uh, well, no, is, there, uh, is there hope for Michigan State? Probably not in the next three to five years. I think they're going to be a down, down program. But this too shall pass, and there yeah. will be a, a new coming. So <laughs> time heals all. Robbie, Robbie. Can, can, can we not say coming yeah. or, or uh, say I mean, I, I can't be the only one thinking this, right? <laughs> 
I mean, no. you can't yeah. talk hey, about hey, normal hey, wait, wait. things in life wait, 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 without wait, wait. innuendos, wait. right? Like who, who's who's out of work right now? Urban, he's he's available. Well, I mean, bring him uh, in. We go from hey. we go from hey. uh, Tuck Rubin Tub Rubin Tuck uh, to um, sit on my dance. lap, Urban. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's, that's get standard. Urban Meyer that's in the there. And he's hey, gold, he's, he's done the rehab tour on that Swamp Kings. And let get, me tell bring you, him in. Um, East Lansing has some um, some good talent. I'm just he saying, would never yeah. jerk off without permission. I'm confident. <laughs> All right, we've we've ran this into the ground. Not to pardon the pun. We should have uh, started with that. <laughs> There's too let's, many puns. That's the problem. Yeah. Let's let's get this get this plane we've back really, really on track. Holding this in for the end. end right. of the show. Let's go to bet your nuts. Oh <laughs> uh, well, real quick, real quick. Last week, uh, the picks that nobody got to see because somebody. Let me get it right. Somebody. Uh, doesn't follow directions good hey, enough to uh, hey, get to the program guy, that our, I set our, up. Our, our producer goes, our producer. So if y'all don't know, Tom is like the Dr. Dre of this show. He's like our <laughs> talent finder, our producer. One of us is Eminem. One of us is Eazy-E. One yeah. Us- wow. Wow. And one of us is, one of us is the game. That's kind so of I, I set up, I set up the show and all he had to do was press play basically. And, um, that's it, you dildo. The, the 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 attorney, the man that that has has freed um, uh, convicted murderers uh, as such, um, couldn't figure that out. But uh, nonetheless, I, you know and my wife is going to kill me for saying nonetheless. I, but I um, didn't know if I had these fools consent <laughs> consent to record them, and so I was getting a little worried or getting fired. So. So That's we basically right there. we should end the fucking show on that. That's they good. made some picks. They That's made good. some picks, and I'll recap what the picks were. Basically, uh, Brandon, Brandon uh, tied for uh, first place out of the four of us. Uh, took Texas, took Texas, Colorado, and Ole Miss. I take that back. He's tied for second. second. Yeah. Texas, Colorado, Ole Miss. Uh, Rob took Colorado and Cincy. Uh, I took Colorado, Notre Dame, and uh, Mississippi, Ole Miss, and Raj led the pack, taking Colorado, Notre Dame, Iowa, and Cincinnati. I had Ole Miss. I had Tulane as well, and Tulane would have covered with Michael Pratt. They started out on fire. That game was at home. We made our picks on Tuesday. I made mine on Wednesday. Michael Pratt was announced he wasn't playing Saturday morning. Yeah. So that's dog shit. I would have switched my pick. It's part of it, though. Yep. Oh, absolutely. So this week, this week, I promise we, uh, as we have uh, noticed, there have been some people watching, uh, uh, which we're thankful of. Absolutely. Uh, we are going to start our picks with Robbie's favorite stadium, the Swamp. Tennessee, his homeboys going into the Swamp. They're six and a half point favorites. I don't think anybody knows what florida really is uh maybe our astute uh, co-host will be in the house if so hopefully he can do uh, a live segment but um robbie what do you got in this one um, and uh, and real quick are you keeping track uh i will uh okay. gainesville is one of the worst places in the world um <laughs> I, but i may be down there this weekend um 
And I think Tennessee wins. Um, it's a night game, though, in the SEC. Those are tough. Uh, six and a half is way too many points. Uh, I like Tennessee by three or four, so I will take um, Florida in this one. That was my question because I think this will be bet up by people not realizing that Tennessee hasn't won there since, like, 2003. So right. it could be, like, seven or eight game time. So I'll go with you since you're you're talking about it. No, but, got? like, do I get seven or eight points or is it six and a half? It's, it's six and it's, a half. At, it, we're but people are betting based on the lines we're seeing right now. I'll, I'll take Florida for the same reason that Rob said. Brandon, Florida is terrible. I just can't. I can't see this. Um, I'm I'm struggling. I know it's in Florida, but God, they're awful. It, I mean, they're. They were bad last year with Richardson. And so, I, I mean, I, I don't see how Tennessee doesn't win this game by seven to ten points. So, I'm going to take the balls. I'll take Tennessee, too. That Joe Milton has not looked as advertised as everybody's kind of put him on a pedestal, which I, I kind of warn people, uh, be careful when it comes to Joe Milton. But uh, this is a game I think they get it right. I, I don't trust Florida. Uh, they just haven't looked good, so I'll take Tennessee in this one. Uh, moving on to the next one, uh, the fighting Brian Kelly, my family, going to <laughs> Mississippi State. This is a big number. Favored by 10, going on the road. Uh, Raj, what do you got in this one? LSU, easy. Okay, Brandon. That's it. I think LSU bounces back, but 10 is quite a big number. Um, uh, they went to OT with an Arizona team that I'm I'm going to lean LSU played terribly so Brian you're going LSU yeah I'm going to go LSU I don't like it I'm saying LSU by 21 Robbie I'm going Mississippi State I think LSU's not that good not, is like, Will Rogers still there? Isn't that guy like thirty-eight? I I'm gonna go I'm gonna go LSU here for one simple fact. It's a noon kick, which will end up being an eleven a.m. kick uh, locally. So if this game was at night, I I think there would be a little bit more competitive balance. Uh, so, but for that reason, uh, give me uh, uh, LSU. Will Rogers is still there, by the way. Oh, okay then. All right. He's like 36, Uh, but he's still there. Going on down the road to East Lansing, which is about 45 minutes from where I'm sitting right now. Um, And we were just talking about Mel Tucker. And in comes Michael Penix uh, with the Washington Huskies uh, coming into town, who, let's face it, he has been as advertised in the first couple of weeks. He's definitely in the conversation for um, Heisman. And pardon the pun, this is a five o'clock kick on Peacock. Sorry, folks. Peacock. Sorry, folks. Uh, I'll go. I'll go first in this one. Um, this program's in shambles. Uh, I think what happened this week kind of shakes everything up. I think they were kind of trending in the right direction. 
Phoenix is just, he is absolutely on fire. He's used to playing in the Big Ten. So this game won't be a big shock. The time the time difference won't be effective of them at all. I, I see this game being at least three touchdowns. Give me the Huskies. Robbie, who you got? Um, well, before I get to that, let me just say one of the beauties of this job is I have we have we we have a shared Google Doc and during the show, I get to watch Raj try to do simple things, and it's such a struggle for him to highlight words. And I'm like, how does, how does he function in real life? And so, uh, if you see me laughing, that's what I'm laughing at is, is watching Raj try to do stuff like highlight words. Um, it's a different color. Oh, I just got the Michigan part, not the state. Why are you watching my every move? That way I know what I'm thinking. And mind you, ladies and gentlemen, we meet on Mondays to kind of set everything up. And um, this this past Monday, uh, which was yesterday, actually, we got text messages earlier in the day. Hey, can we meet a little bit earlier? We met a little bit earlier. And then about an hour and a half after we got done meeting, the guy that asked to be doing it earlier realize oh shit i missed the meeting so uh so when i wait 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 wait, 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 you don't you don't get any excuses that's why i'm doing it now get back to basic first place uh i think (laughs) michigan state's in turmoil turmoil turmoil. Uh, um but uh i think they win one game and not win cover i got michigan state this week they're gonna be fired up at home brandon Uh, yeah, I'm kind of leaning Michigan State to cover here. I think I think they lose the game, but I think they cover. So I'm going to take Michigan State. Raj, same quarterbacks Korean Noah Kim, one of my best friends is, and he's also on the Geico commercial with the weeds. You guys see that commercial? That's my homeboy. Uh, uh, great commercial. Make sure you tell people. Uh, but. Yeah, I, I think Washington's a good team, great receivers, but um, Phoenix is uh, unreliable when it comes to health. And uh, he barely played in the Big Ten because he was always hurt. And I think Michigan State responds and loses but covers. Oh, we'll see. What, and, and real quick, where uh, what other show are you going to find that not only the the uh, the law advice and the definitions and, and, and the origins of – I don't even remember the words. I can't even spell it because I'm just an idiot. Um, and then, you know, members of uh, actors that were in Geico commercials. Just, just you're not going to get that anywhere else but here at Reckless Speculation. Well, hey, Raj, do you want to highlight the entire Michigan State word? Are you going to just highlight Michigan? Are you going to confuse yourself later? How you I knew you that? were looking at that. As uh, <laughs> My wife would do the same as a contract attorney, and there's a reason why I could never do that. So, no, I'm going to leave it alone. In it, honor of Tom, I'm just going to put Mish. It's going to it's it's bother me. It's going to bother me all week. I oh, know. Boy. Somebody didn't. How can you abbreviate state but not mish with a period? You did that. All right. Moving on to the next game. Georgia Tech at uh, Ole Miss. Raj, who do you like in this one? Georgia Tech, I am Ole Miss. tempted to go with Haynes King and Georgia Tech because that's a lot of points. Mm. Brandon. I think it's a lot of points, too. Um it is in the Grove, though. Highlighted. 
I do like that aspect of it. So I'm going to go Old Miss. Robbie. <laughs> I'm, I'm <laughs> you take your up, focus yeah, away from the right. Google Doc. All right. So I'm going uh, Kiffin smells blood in the West. I think he runs it up. I got Ole Miss. Yeah, this is a primetime game, uh, SEC Network. Uh, I normally would probably take Georgia Tech to cover. I don't know. I, I think this is an opportunity for Lane Kiffin to kind of show where he belongs. So. Uh, and he's kind of a classless individual, as we all know. So give me Ole Miss to cover and win in this game. Um, on to where game day will be present. It also is a 10 p.m. Eastern kickoff. So how many people are going to be awake or sober to watch this one? The fighting Dion's going up against Colorado State 22 and a half favorites Raj what do you got CSU is making a change of quarterback to a freshman Braden Fowler Nicolosi uh he moved the ball pretty well but they were already getting killed by Washington State that being said Colorado has to take advantage it's all marketing until they play teams like Oregon and they're not going to call off the dogs at all if Dion can get a Heisman for his son, that's a big if, but he's going to go in with 20 touchdowns into Oregon and zero picks after this game. So Colorado, Dion is never calling off the dogs. So I'll take Colorado. Brandon. 100% agree. Uh, this is their last big spotlight, I think, this season um, where they, where they dominate shine. a team and they shine. Uh, and he, he can – strut his stuff into that press conference and talk about if you didn't make me, you can't break me, you know, <laughs> all this stuff. So I told you, I told you, <laughs> you believe me now. So, you believe I'm gonna me go, now. I'm you guys, Robbie and I think time. you guys are pushing. <laughs> Robbie. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Uh, one of the rare times Raj and I agree hundred percent. Yes. Whatever everything he said was accurate. Dion's rolling it on people. This game at Boulder, it's prime time, um, eight p.m. kick. Boulder's going to be on fire, uh, not literally, but figuratively. Actually, literally, it is. They smoke quite a bit. <laughs> well, true, true. They do here too. It's it's crazy. Um, but like they're going to play. <laughs> They're going to play uh, it like they did in the second half against uh, Nebraska, and they're not going to be stopped. Like you said, this is this is the last game where they can really open it all up and, and get it done. Give me Colorado. Mm -hmm. Give me the Buffaloes to steamroll. Um, and then the last pick of the week, the game. God, I'm sorry, guys. Game Cox. God, mighty. <laughs> Going down to Georgia. That the devil going down to Georgia. <laughs> Get the Bulldogs. Uh, hmm. Robbie. I I think um, although Ugga may have his red penis out, I don't think that's gonna <laughs> gonna help anything. I'm going. Ugga's gonna have the lipstick out. I'm going. Uh, I think Gamecocks cover. I'm going. USC Southern version. Uh, don't, yeah. oh. 
B, what do you got? I got Georgia all day here. South Carolina's atrocious. Uh, I think they they win probably by 37 or so, probably 10 more points than this. Raj. Georgia has beaten UT Martin Skyhawks 48 to 7, Ball State 45 to 3. No running back has had more than nine carries. All three quarterbacks have played. Um, they're going to try to establish the run, grind it out. They're not showing anything because they're waiting until their defense comes together. Uh, Rattler will do enough. Georgia wins, but I think it's like a 25 point win. I'll, I'll take South Carolina to barely cover. And I, I'll follow suit. I'll follow suit. Um, I haven't seen enough from Georgia. Obviously, they don't play anybody in the beginning. So um, I think that's a really high number. So give me uh, the, the Cox to uh, cover. <laughs> Sorry, folks. So I just had to go Cox. All right. Moving on to our final segment, guys. We'll make it real quick. Final thoughts. Raj. Let's uh, let's go with you. What, what do you got today? Uh, I'm amped, dude. I'm uh, even though the USC played late, it's um, rarely am a self pat. But Tim Brando and Spencer Tillman were on the call, which are just death. Uh, Brando's an LSU homer, but it also the flip side was he was very impressed with USC and the same old rhetoric uh, about she's got Caleb, but the defense ain't good. Um, I think he saw the infusion of talent, including a lot of Southern talent, believe it or not. And this is a different USC team that has at least two deep of decent players. Um, the schedule's tough, but um, it was just nice to see some recognition, not only of the defense, but of a guy like Zachariah Branch, if you haven't seen him, is very Percy Harvin-esque. Uh, you, you know, it, it, it's just not the convenient rhetoric anymore. At least I hope. Brandon. Short and sweet. Um, glad to be talking football again. This is awesome. Um, we'll have another show coming out uh, on Wednesday Thursday as well. But, uh, yeah, I'm a little nervous about my Buckeyes. Uh, quarterback is sketchy. Offensive line sketchy. So it makes for an uneasy season so far. So, yeah, only time will tell. Robbie, final words to me. Uh, yeah, uh, I'll be short and sweet also. Uh, it's Tennessee, Florida week. Um, for people that are Vols fans, Gator fans, this is – it's not what it once was, um, the matchup. But this is the early season. This is your season either goes up or down at this week. And so huge week. I haven't won the swamp in 20 years. Um, we should be better, but no one no one's confident besides maybe Dave, who's irrational, and maybe Randall, who uh has orange colored contacts. Um, but yeah, it's a big weekend. Looking forward to a Bristol night race also. Um so it's a two TV um, night for this household. Are you going to fly your helicopter to the Bristol night race right after you leave Florida? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll, uh, I'm going to keep it close to home. Uh, there was a bit of a fate situation in Ann Arbor last week. 
Um, if anybody has uh, familiar with Ryan Keeler, he was a former teammate of JJ McCarthy and in, in high school, uh, they were lifelong friends. And uh, unfortunately he recently passed away. Cardiac dysrhythmia. Uh, you know, he had a heart situation, just a, just a horrible situation. And he, uh, was at UNLV and Michigan played UNLV this past weekend. So um, Ryan's parents were at the big house with JJ's parents. So they they kind of celebrated the life of Ryan. And um, he wore the number 47, Ryan Keeler, when they were in high school. And there was a play where JJ was lined up at, at the 47. Um he dropped back to about the, uh, the his own 45 and launched it. And uh, needless to say, he got a 47-yard touchdown pass for number 47 that he had drawn on his hand. It was just an awesome moment. Um, there may or may not have been some tears uh, developing just because, you know, maybe fate was at play here. But um, awesome story. And real quick on J.J. McCarthy, I, I don't think he's getting a lot of the uh, – a love that maybe he he should deserve. I, I don't think the the pundits are really sold on him yet, but he has he's missed seven passes this year. Uh, no no interceptions. He's got five touchdowns. He's yes they haven't played the best competition, but he's gone out there and played some good football. So I look forward to uh, they get in, when they get into the meat and potatoes of the season and see what he could possibly do. But that was a really cool moment. Number 47, 47 yard touchdown pass. So that was pretty cool. Um, but I, that's it guys. Uh, another week, a great show tonight. I think we, we hammered it down. Got a lot of details in, get your bets in, uh, right now. Raj is kind of leading the way here. Um, but we'll see what Not happens as long. the week goes. Not kind of. <laughs> Not for long. NFL. Hey, little foreshadowing. Look for our NFL show coming up here, uh, shortly. Also for fan subscribers, we also have we have some in the vault material that we'll be releasing at uh, untold future time. The, they did record they did record two shows last week, but um, um, they never made it to to broadcast. But this one is, and our next one will as be as well. So again, want to thank everybody for tuning in. We really appreciate uh, all the help and all the support. Go like, follow, subscribe. That kind of gets the word out there, and it helps us kind of advance what we hope to accomplish as as a unit. So uh, with that being said, we're going to move on and uh, look forward to our NFL show. Fellas, great show. We'll see you all later. Thanks for listening to another episode of Reckless Speculation. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, and YouTube searching Reckless Speculation. Catch us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. We look forward to catching you right here next week with another exciting episode of Reckless Speculation. Cheers.